Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry with an urban presence. The assistant pastor is Elder Joseph Dow, and the pastor and founder is Reverend Brian K. Hill Sr. We are at the Rescue Mission, which is located at 120 Gifford Street in Syracuse, New York. All are welcome. Let's give all of our mothers a big hand. Because not only our, our seasoned mothers, Trisha and I here uh, last night or this morning, last night just just sitting around the house just commenting on how much we treasure the uh, seasoned mothers here at the Keeps Healing Room. Amen. Amen. Let's always be receptive to to when, when folk who have been there done that, they pull you to the side. Even if they don't pull you to the side, even if they do it openly, is that all right? You know it's in love, and you know they're right. Just go ahead and receive it, is that all right? Go ahead and receive it, is that all right? Amen, I'd rather receive an open review, amen, amen, than an open embarrassment, amen. Amen, a lot of the things, my, my grandmother, we'd be sitting around the house, me and my cousin Kennedy, Kids be outside playing wiffle ball. That's how old we are. With no Nintendo's and stuff. We were just happy to go outside and play wiffle ball. Amen. And my grandmother would make it sit at the table. They called it mother whip. I don't know if we do that anymore. And she would just talk to us at the dinner table. People, kids be outside saying, come on out. We'd be trying to get outside. But they would just talk to us just about life. Amen. And I wish I had gleaned more than even what I have. But one of the things my grandmother, every time we left the house, my grandmother would say, boy, do you have a dime? Amen. Many of us don't know why you would need a dime. 20, 30 years ago. Amen. Can you, can you, can you even find a payphone anymore? Amen. When years ago, how many of you when a payphone was a dime? She said, I don't care if you spend everything you have, make sure you keep a dime so somebody can come get you. No matter what you're doing, amen, worry about getting in trouble later, but just call and get the ride home. Make sure you keep a dime. See, that's the kind of wisdom that we need to keep with us. Is that all right? Amen. So we celebrate you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Give God a big hand. We're going, to prepare. We're going to prepare for our giving and the word on today. Um, once again, in the back, we have a sign up for uh, Rosewood um, Rosewood Home uh, for slippers and, uh, and, and socks that we are collecting. And please sign up and those that um, uh, uh, we will put a deadline on that. Um, the end of March, so we can present that to them. Uh, our Valentine's dinner on Friday night. Amen. Wasn't that just wonderful? Uh, yes. So, so Sister Nellis, that uh, um, you gave me one jar of the uh, painkiller, of the pain cream, but then last Sunday you gave me uh, 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 a, a uh, concentrated. So I, I took a magic marker, I put triple X on it. So I want you to know that I used triple X before Friday and when I came home. This was extra, extra strength, pain cream. <laughs> and I was still in the bed out there yesterday <laughs> after our Power Man monthly of fellowship. Um, but we want to take a moment to thank uh, Carlicia and Juanisha Jackson. And Sharkeesh Rivers, 
we thank you all so much. Hey, man, one of the young people. Let's watch. Stay on the hip and for you. Amen. Amen. Oh, take a bow, dear. Amen. Is your tease here? Right here. Oh, my. Bless you, dear. Somebody's going to give you $5 after you put them right over your head. We thank you. We have. We have. We just extolled uh, our young, our, our, our seasoned saints. Saints, we should not be, we could not be, as a ministry, any more proud of our young people. Let's not withhold praise. Is that all right? Is that all right? Um, I don't know. I don't need people to tell me what I'm doing wrong. I, I know what I'm doing wrong. I know before you knew it. I was hoping you didn't see it. But I know. Is that all right? But sometimes you got to reach people. Sometimes you got to identify with people out of where they're going and not where they are. Is that all right? So we celebrate our young people. Amen. They were just absolutely wonderful. Um, our DJ for the night, Lance Wilkerson, a fine young man. Amen. Friend of the Hawkins family. Amen. He had a goal. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. We had good, clean Christian fun. Amen. Amen. We want to, uh, uh, we're so appreciative of Brother Charles Hanlon and Sister McKee Dexter. Amen. Amen. Sister McKee, I texted you last night. Amen. As I took the last bite, there were two crumbs on my thigh. I, I, oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I moistened it. I was like, oh yeah. Dog ain't getting none of this. I got a little dog. Every time the dog is barking on that dog, you ain't getting none of this. None. Amen. I did have to steal some from the table and take it to my car. In the midst of the, uh, of the, I sure did. It was going too quick. Folk had whipped cream on the inside of their jacket, hiding stuff. And some folk were there when it was being made. So I don't know. This is what, this is what I got. I'm going to look on this side. Well, Pastor, this one fell. Why are you eating it? It, it? it fell in the plate. Oh, yeah. Well, I almost looked to fall my way. We had an absolutely wonderful time. And uh, to our entire support team, amen, to our entire support team, our men that worked tirelessly to make what to make what we do really happen. Amen. Many of us we, what what makes up the King's Healing Room behind the scenes, some of it happens when we get here. Amen. But there's a staff here of men that work tirelessly throughout the week that are here before we get here, that work while we're here and work while we're gone. And they are under Minister uh, Jones, Minister uh, Yulon Jones and Saints. It's, it's, uh, I often say the greatest experience you'll ever have at a restaurant is no experience. The greatest experience you'll have at a restaurant is no experience. Let the food, let the presentation be that should be your expectation. But when you but when you touch a ketchup, when you touch a, when you touch a salt shaker and have an experience, then that's something then something went wrong. And when the men and when the Syracuse community can come to the King's Healing Room. And the only thing you experience is God's glory. Then the men and women who work behind the scenes have done an exemplary job. And so I want to give our, our men, amen, a big, big shout out. Amen. In particular, all of our men, Brother Clyde Anderson. Where's Brother Clyde? 
Amen. Brother Clyde, he's just, he has just proven to be invaluable. Amen. Invaluable. Um, every Saturday night here at, here at the King's Healing Room, they have a movie night uh, for the guests here at the Mission. And every Saturday night, we have men that come in uh, uh, after movie night and prepare this for Sunday morning. They're here to prepare for, for work, for, uh, for praise rehearsal, for worship rehearsal. They're here for Power Man. They're here on Tuesday nights. They're here on Wednesday nights. When we're leaving and going home and fellowshipping, they're immediately going into, uh, into changeover mode. When we leave, when we finish our service here, there's another church that comes in. And when they come in, it is like we have never been here. Is that all right? So uh, uh, when you see them moving, when you see them going, let you kind of get out the way and let them do what they do. Amen. When you're working, sometimes you don't always have time to stop and say, excuse me. Sometimes you don't always have time to give people a little courtesy and a, and, and a, and a how to do. I'm working. All right? We have a time frame to work with. They're very cordial. They're very polite. Amen. But they have a job to do. And I just want to give them a shout out. I have been there, done that. Is that all right? And um, we have many pastors. Um, who are pastoring that have that have walked in every shoe and every capacity of ministry? Is that all right? Amen. Before I started pastoring, is that all right? I've been I've been everything from from uh, from taxi cab driver to church van driver to custodian, uh, lawn care. Amen. I had a BMW and we, we didn't have a lawnmower, and I put the lawnmower in the back of the BMW and drove it to church. And I had brothers looking at me saying, "Brother got a BMW with us." One more in the back. Is that all right? Amen. But you can't do this until you can do that. Amen. Amen. God will not exalt you until you first humble yourself. Is that all right? Amen. 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 So when you see pastor doing stuff, if you don't want me doing certain stuff, you saw it before I saw it, then you do it. So if you don't want me picking up stuff, then you pick it up. Is that all right? So pastor, why are you doing that? Because you didn't do it. Because it's just in me. Is that all right? It's just in me. I go to a grocery store, and if I see something on the floor, and if it's able to pick it up, I'll pick it up and put it back on the shelf. Is that all right? I believe if you're a good steward of another man's work, then God will bless you with yours. It goes without saying, but I will say it to our coordinators for a prelude to a kiss. Amen. They're wonderful. The one and only, the very special. Amen. Marquise and, uh, and Cherie Akins. Special, very, very special. And to all, I may have missed some names. We thank you and we love you. Um, um, if you're doing, if you're, if you're, if you are saving along with our 52-week saving plan, we're going to prepare for our offering and our tithe, and then we're going to prepare for the word. If you are going with, along with our 52-week saving plan, then this is week eight of 2000. 13. And this week you would have put away $8. If you are doing, if you are saving $8, $1 for each week, you will have $36 this week in your savings. If you are doubling, then you would have put $16 away this week and you would have $72. So we want to keep your presence. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Everybody give God praise. Come on, everybody give God praise. Come on, everybody give God praise. Amen. We're going to prepare for our offering and our tithe. 
Amen. So that when the word comes, amen, in the guise of none other than Apostle Antoine Chavez, amen. And we're going to be blessed. We pray that everyone, uh, uh, church should not be the place that you come and can't wait to leave. Is that all right? How many have ever, how many have ever waitressed before? How many, how many have ever waitressed or been a waiter? All right. I had, you know, I, I was, I worked at. I worked in restaurants as a young person. There are some restaurants that make you feel uncomfortable once they clean your table because they need you to move so that someone else can come in and get the table and leave a tip, right? But you can have so much fun that the ride, you're just like, we, we ain't leaving because we're here. Is that all right? Amen. Now, I know we got some folk going to dentists. Is that all right? But, but, but listen, you ain't going to kick me out of dentists. I'm sorry. You know you won't kick me out of dentist. And you're not going to kick me out of Justin's Steakhouse either. And, or anything in between. When we come to the house of God, Keith Young, we have two services, general admission, two services a week. We have an Iron Man Bible study on Tuesdays from 6 to 7. And our Power Man Monthly Fellowship on Saturday, uh, the third Saturday. Amen. And our, and our uh, weekly youth uh, uh uh, 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 youth agenda um, every first, second, and fourth Saturdays of each month from 12:30 to 3 p.m. Um, and uh, they, they did change the time, so we are releasing the kids now at 2:30. At 2:30, yes, yes, that's it. There will be a, there will be another ministry coming in, I think, in in, in uh, April. In April, so we're going to acclimate to that time. All right. God bless you. Uh, um, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. The word is coming, so I don't want to uh, I don't want to intrude on the word. But there has seemed to be a running theme today with open window. And so if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Alright? Second Kings 7 and 1, don't you don't have to turn to it. It says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow, everybody say tomorrow. Tomorrow. About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Listen very carefully, verse 2. Then a Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered, The man of God, this is Elijah speaking, and he says, Tomorrow, whatever you need is going to be sold for less than it is today. A man, a lord, who was attached to the king, said, how shall this thing be? Everybody listening? And the man said, behold, if the Lord would make a window in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. A whole city was about to be blessed. There was a famine. And God said, in 24 hours, I'm going to turn the famine around. And out of nowhere, not only will there be wheat sold, but in a famine, where does wheat come? In a famine, where does wheat come in 24 hours? Wheat must germinate. It must be fertilized. It must grow in a season. Then when it's ready, it must be harvested. Then the wheat and the tear must be separated. And then it must be ground and presented as flour. Are y'all hearing me? But God said, in a barren land, in 24 hours, I will produce flour. 
I will grow in season, harvest, separate the wheat from the tear, and then grind it and season it for you to buy flour to go home and cook. But to the one who doubts me will see it, but will not be able to partake of it. Psalm 78, 23 says, Yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven, and he rained down on the manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Saints, today God has opened up the windows of heaven. And God said, sow a seed today that God said I can turn around and manifest a great blessing. A window of heaven has been opened. A great anointing has been poured out upon this. Sister Lavinia, you, 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 you broke off something today. Amen, amen. If, 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 if that was a wheel of cheese, you broke off a huge chunk of cheese on today. She said his hand started here, but it ended up here. Uh, that was powerful. Amen. And God, when God did this, he opened up windows. And God said today, I will multiply. Saints, what you can't pay today, God said you'll be able to pay tomorrow. What you can't afford today, God said you'll be able to afford tomorrow. The car that you can't afford to get fixed, God said it's going to show. The funds are going to show up tomorrow. What funds you don't have, God said I'll give you favor everywhere you go. You're going to get favor with the credit card company. You're going to get favor with the mechanic. You're going to get favor with your landlord. You're going to get favor at the bank. You're going to get favor at the grocery store. You forgot your coupons, but you got to the counter. All of a sudden, everything was as if you had your coupons. See, it's just a matter of belief. The Lord said, how can this thing be? And Elijah said, because of your lack of faith, you will see it, but you won't be able to eat it. Finally, Malachi 3 and 10. We're so familiar with church folk. We're so familiar with this. It said, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test. The King James says, prove me now. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not what? Open up the windows. Since we started at 1130, we've been hearing, open up the windows. We didn't plan this. Prove me that I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Your King James says, prove me now that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. The true meaning of that is literally this. I will pour out blessings from my window in heaven till you no longer have a need. I will pour you out till you don't have a need anymore. How many have a need this morning? Come on, how many have a need? I have a need. I have a need. I have financial needs. I have wants, but I have needs. Amen. God said today, sow a seed. Number one, it starts with your tithe. It starts with your tithe. Nine percent is not a tithe. Amen. It's just a Latin word that means ten. ten I don't know Latin, I'm a little Spanish, but uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. ten? 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 Yes. Latin it means tithe. It means ten. Amen. Amen. How many have ever had someone go to conference with you? A sweet potato pie. Amen. Eleven slices. Amen. That tenth, that tenth slice is a tie. 
Amen. 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 Mother, uh, 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 uh well, Mother Clark's uh, ice cream cookies. There were number ten left because if there was ten pies, everybody, if there was ten, everybody took them all. There was number ten left over. So I, I guess, I guess that's not that's not that's not really a good example. If Mother Clark cooked ten pieces of chicken, legendary chicken. And you took one piece. Me and Sister Trudy, we said, hey, glory. That wasn't the Holy Ghost. That was just Brother Clark's chicken. All you needed was a piece of chicken and bread. That's all you needed. You didn't need mayonnaise. You didn't need none of that. All you needed was a piece of, 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 of wonder bread. That's all you needed. Uh, somebody say glory. If you paid $100, $9 is not a tithe. $10 is a tie. Step out on faith and trust God. Trust God. We're going to sow our tie. And we're going to sow our offering. Amen. It is our best because God has given us our best. Is that alright? And our offering should be commensurate with how God has blessed us. Is that alright? God bless you. We love you. Let us stand. Amen. Amen. And just stand, just begin to give God praise. What a wonderful time we have had. We're going to be prepared for our word. As soon as we receive this, we will introduce our speaker unto God, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Let us come right from the back. Services at war. W-A-R. Worship, artistic expression, and revelation. And I believe our services are complete. We have pleased God when we have those three. Worship, artistic expression, and revelation. And I can't wait for revelation. I always need to hear from God. In the guise of none other, as we receive the word of God in the mouth today of God's chosen servant, in the guise of none other than Apostle Dr. Antoine Chabet. Let's give God praise as he comes. Amen. Amen. The heavens have been opened. We are given. Amen. There's no constraint. Let's receive God's word. Amen. Amen. God has really been good. You may be seated. If I was able to do justice to singing, I would sing a song. I was able to do justice. That's provided by James and Steph Payton. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. For it was grace that my liberty I do not know just why he came to love me so he'll look beyond all the my fault and 
remember one day cutting grass in my backyard and the devil said, lift the lawnmower up and stick your head in there. Oh, oh y'all don't have no battles. Y'all worried about somebody talking about you. I'm trying to tell you about being qualified. Hello. When my family looks at me certain days and they would say, don't mess with that today. Everybody knew that look. I didn't understand the look, but they knew the look. Amen. Just leave him alone. Give him space. Yes. You got to learn to look. Yes. Hello. Somebody can't explain things all the time, but you need to understand the look. That's right. There are times people need to just be left alone. Yes. Two thousand and six, they diagnosed me with cancer. I said, oh well, it seems that I want to die anyway, but God said, not so. I go back and, and a year later, I do the same tests again, they say we can't find it. You can't find it because it was never there. Hello. Three weeks ago, I go back for my annual checkup again. They say, we don't see it. I say, you don't see it because it's not there. Right. Seven years, what they diagnosed, they can't find. Wow. Oh, somebody. I took myself to the hospital a month ago after coming back off a month of vacation, eating like crazy, all that kind of stuff Mother here was just talking about. And I was laying in the bed and my chest tightened up, and you know, the enemy is going to take you right off the bat, you're having a heart attack. So I laid there and I said, no, this is not happening. And I got up, and my wife said, are you all right? Because I was sitting on the side of the bed, I said, yeah, I'm all right. I, I don't know about you, but I would never confess that something is wrong. I've never confessed that. I don't care what my body is doing, I'll never confess that I'm sick. Never have, and I've never been sick. I've had symptoms. But I've never been sick. Amen. I was in the hospital over seven days. Uh, Pastor Hill came up, and they told me my blood pressure, uh, not my blood pressure, but I had a fever over 100 and something. And they said, we can't let you go. And I, I said to myself, you just needed some rest. I stayed there for seven days. You see, I wouldn't say that something was wrong. I just simply said to myself, you just needed some rest. What I want you to understand today is that God is saying there's a dimension in him that we will find all of our provisions. There's a place in God that we're not looking for something possibly to happen. There's a place in God that you have to know that everything has already happened. All right. All right. Genesis 22, when, when Abraham took his son to be sacrificed, and, and, and he took him up there, and the son was worried about, well, you know, I see the knife, and I see the wood, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, don't worry about it. Hello. Don't worry about it. God has already prepared your sacrifice. All right. 
And the Bible said from that point on, Abraham called that place what? Jehovah. Jehovah. My God shall provide. When I begin to do a study on my God shall provide Jehovah Jireh, it also said it means that my God will do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. See, I, you, you got to go to another dimension. You can't stand on first base with God. You need to understand that God has some attributes that you have not heard of yet. I'm talking about a God that will do what needs to be done for me when it needs to be done and how it needs to be done. Hello, somebody. Yes. The God who knows all things about me. Yes. Come on, somebody. But look at look look in your Bible. Look at Ephesians one and eight. I'm gonna try to do this and, and, and move, so you have to get with me. Somebody got it? Yep. Y'all lick him and flip. Come on. One and eighteen, I'm sorry. Feature one and eighteen. You got it? I, I, I need you to see yeah, this. Yeah, I'm just standing. Wait a minute, mother. They're not going to hear you because they're still watching that hat. <laughs> Don't we make a lovely couple? <laughs> That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In the saints. Are you looking at that? You need to mark that because you need to meditate on that. Yeah. Right. Amen. Listen. The eyes of your understanding being lightened simply talks about there should be a vision within your understanding of who God is to you. And who you are to God. Amen. Yes. Oh. You need to really understand this relationship you have. If you got a relationship. You need to understand. You see, many of us say that that God is my provider. Can I take you around the curve on that? I am my wife's husband. My children's father. They would say that I am their provider. Amen? Amen. But how many know if I don't want to provide, I don't have to provide? Hello. But because I say I am, it means I have no choice but to give them the provisions that they need. Come on. Jesus said in John the 11th, 11th chapter, he was coming after, after Lazarus died. And, and, and Mary met him on the, on the road there, and she said, you know, where you been? My brother dead. This is Shepard's terminology. My interpretation. Where you been? My brother's dead. Jesus said, don't worry about it. Why? Because I am... I am the resurrection. Yes. I am. Yes. Whatever I am, yes. 
That's what I am. If I am a man, I'm not going to be anything else. Hello. So what Jesus was saying to her, it, 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 you don't understand. I'm not just here for you, but I am Lazarus provider. I come with provisions for him. And you know the story that Lazarus was in the grave before the end. They said, by now he's thinking, you don't want to do that. So roll the stone away. And now, listen, when Jesus came because he was the provisions for the situation at hand. They had wrapped Lazarus in what? Grave clothes. Grave clothes are symbolic of the world system that they wrapped him up in. But I like what Jesus said. Loose him. Yes. I better walk with this. Loose him. In other words, God is saying through Jesus Christ, everything from the world system that's holding you to loose you. It's time for you to understand that I'm not in any kind of bondage. Nothing is holding me but me. And because God has sent me on an assignment to the world system, 
God is responsible for everything about me. My wife said to me one day, she said, honey, we're out of milk. I said, tell God about it. Uh, I, I know some of y'all think you might be thinking that that's kind of cool, but I was serious. Hello? Because if I don't have it within my means right now, let's tell God about it and let him make the way. I went on a 30-day vacation, me and my wife, the first time in, in our married years, well, the second time in our married years, that we had time to ourselves. 28 days of bliss. Wow, man. That's awesome. Enjoy life. Why? Because God is saying it's time for the saints to begin to enjoy life. We're in too much bondage. We work the whole year, get two weeks vacation, and we clean our houses, and we say that's our vacation. You do that every day anyway. I guess you do. So there I was on vacation, and because there is a spirit of the marketplace anointing about us, God put us in a place of business. And when you're sitting around with people who's counting money, it's about money all around the pools and everywhere, and you sit there looking the same way. You don't look like you're broke. Some of y'all didn't hear me. You don't sit there looking like, well, we, we, you know, we eat today, then what we going to do tomorrow? You don't go to the all-you-can-eat restaurants and put a plastic bag in your purse and take home extra food. I'm talking about living from another dimension. So I, I probably might not be talking to anybody in here who's got a bag full of chicken wings that you brought home. Don't raise your hand, Joe. They won't know it yet. Got chicken wings in his pocket right now. But anyway. <laughs> We're not talking about trying to get over on something. We're talking about a God who provides for us in all places and all ways. So there we was in the midst of everything and God presented another business opportunity. And at first I was thinking, well, I can't do this because I haven't completed the last business opportunity that we started and, and I need to pay attention to that because I, I'm the kind of person that said I'm not going to overload myself with this. So as we were sitting there listening to the presentation, the Spirit of the Lord said, do this. I'm going to work the other one out for you. So I followed. And within the two weeks left of our vacation time, I made two phone calls following the Spirit of God. And God disabled $8,000 worth of debt. He says, I'm, I'm setting you up. See, our problem is because we don't trust the God who's not just a provider, but the God who has my provisions. That's, that's a big difference. You got to understand that. You got to hear me by the Spirit. I'm not just looking at somebody who will provide for me here and there. I'm looking at the kingdom who provides for me all the time. I'm kingdom. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a peculiar person. I'm an ambassador for God. And because I am all of that, he is all of that to me. 
mentality. What are we looking for that we don't realize we already have? What are we trying to get through all of these other devices in life to obtain something, to get us to the next place when God said, all you got to do is trust me? There's another dimension in me. There's a kingdom of God. While we're trying to work with just the God of this world, some of y'all get that in a minute. You're dealing with the God of this world, the work ethics, the, the emotions of this world, the flesh things of this world. That's the God of this world. You're working with trying to get something that God said, it's already in the room. Your problem is you don't know what door to look behind. All right. You're in the house, you just haven't went in the right room. It's sad when you're living in the presence of God, but don't even know what you're already qualified to have. All right. I'm telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I've been there. Sitting in a place and, and praising God and worshiping God and crying in the service and shouting all over the place and go to my car and it's like you just in, uh, uh, step a hole in a balloon. Why? Because I know by the time I get back home, I'm going to meet hell through my children. Through my circumstances, through my refrigerator, through my canvas, y'all ain't talking to me. I know that I'm gonna be confronted with all those things, but in front of you, I got it going on. Everybody, look at those shouting. He just shouting, John. The more I shouted, the harder my heart beat. Why? Because I know when I left there, you gotta hear what I'm saying. I knew. When I left there, I was going to be confronted with what wasn't there. Wow. Amen. Y'all didn't hear what I knew, I'm going to use this place. I knew when I left here, I knew what, what wasn't going to be there home when I got there. All right. That's what I knew. So I changed my thinking. I changed what I started to think about me and my situation. I began to say, you are the God of the universe. You are the same God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can think of. You're that God. So how can I say, you, the God who knows yesterday, today, and tomorrow better than I can remember last night? Can I say that by the time I get home, you have not provided for my needs? So God said, listen, son, you come from a kingdom that's not broke. You come from a kingdom that's not broke. You're dealing with a God that has no right. Yes. Black, L-A-C-K, have no right. So if you know those two things, what are you worried about? All right. All right, yes. I tried to put it on the wife. Yes. Tried to say, God, well, you know my wife, she, she likes this and she likes that. And God says, who does the wife belong to? 
I say she belonged to you, God, and you entrusted her to my care. I was, I was trying to turn it home. I, I was trying to, she belonged to you, but you entrusted her to my care. I still want to be responsible. So God, come back quick. Some of y'all wonder why I'm so quick about things. Well, God, they're training. He come right back and he said, well, who do you belong to? belongs to me. When you thought your dog was running out of dog food, didn't I send a man to your porch and brought you a 40 pound bag of dog food? And he said, you don't think I love you more than that? Come on, see, we're caught up about stuff that don't mean nothing. We're caught up about stuff, and we're spending our time in prayer about God healed me from a headache. God delivered me from, from this, uh, what are they called, these, these little whips, these little winter rats, or whatever they call the old cars, I think. They got so many different names. <laughs> Deliver me from a <laughs> We have been walking around stuff that we did trying to get it when God said, I am the God that will meet you in the place of your need. You don't have to look for me. I will meet you in the place of your need. I don't care how many needs you have in one day. God shall meet you there. And I will deliver for you. I already know about the place before you got there. I just want to make sure you would meet me at the place. Oh, y'all looking funny now. See, see, you don't realize that God said the place have already been planned out. And I don't want you to abandon the place trying to get help somewhere else. Y'all don't want the mama there. Y'all don't want the big mama and Pookie and Bed Rags and Freedom and all of them. Y'all done tried everybody. God said, the place is still there. All right. And regardless of who you go to, you're going to have to come back to the place. All right. Why? Because you will not grow until you get to this place. And God said, I'm waiting on you to come to this place. Because see, mama can't get you to grow spiritually. Pookie, Bay Ranch, and Queen of them, they don't want you to grow spiritually. They want you to be dependent on them so every day they can remind you. You remember when I gave you that 20? And now you think you're beholden to them that the next day they want some sugar, the day after they need some butter, the day after they want to ride, all of a sudden, you have spent a hundred dollars back because you borrowed twenty from them. So you were in bondage to them. When all you had to do was come to this place where God is waiting for you so God can deliver you, so God can exalt you, so God can launch you to your next place. We're not worried about how bad things are. Okay. We're not concerned about what things 
things look like. Listen to what John 15 to 17, 15 to 7 said, if you remain in me and my word remain in you, you can ask anything. If you remain in God and Jesus remain in you, you can ask anything. Yeah. I'm gonna turn my back on you. Yeah. If you touch yourself, wake yourself up. Come on, wake yourself up. If you remain with God. And Jesus, who you have accepted, amen, as your Lord and Savior, remains on the inside of you. Doing that which is exceedingly abundantly above all that you might think of. If you remain there, he said you can ask anything. I'm not waiting to see if the man going to sign my contract to give me the car. I'm not sitting in seven minutes of terror in no booth by the car. Y'all, y'all don't get me. Y'all got one or two that, that understood that point. You waiting on them to come back with the decision whether you have it or not, so you got seven minutes of terror. And you can't hardly breathe. And you're telling yourself, well, I wish I would have paid that on time. Y'all had to kill it all your hopes. You're telling yourself, ooh, I still owe them. I hope that that don't come up on my credit report. But you fail to realize you're kingdom people. Yes, yes. I told you one time my credit score was the zip code of Syracuse. 315. I'm arrogant. You would. See, I must have forget what I think back now. when we're in predicaments like that that we want to trust God the greatest. Then we want to say, I know God can do it. Why? Because you already know can't nobody else do it. You know your credit score not even on the chart. You know you can't go to the corner grocery store and get a bubble gum on sale. You know things are bad. So now you're saying to yourself, what? If God don't do it, it can be done. We get real super spiritual. <laughs> but see, that's what we should be all the time. As ambassadors for the kingdom of God. God sent you here to the earth. Yes. <clears throat> Saw all of our sin times and sometimes we have a tendency 
to remember too much of detail about where we was. All right. <laughs> we know the day, the time, the hour, who it was, what they had on, what kind of habit you had, and what you did with all of that that you had. Hello. And then the next morning, I, you remember all of that. But it's so less of us who remember what God just said yesterday. All right. Yes. It's too less of us that will not rehearse what God does here. Or we'll get caught up in the emotions of the worship and not realize who we're worshiping. All right. We'll get caught up in the dance because rhythm is in us, not because we're African Americans. Because we're God's child. Yes. The rhythm came from God. Yes. The dance came from God. Okay. Why do you think Satan had all of those instruments? Right. Yes. Given by God. So we can worship, we can shout, we can dance anytime. Amen. But as who am I giving glory to? Alright. Am I dancing because you're dancing because it look good what you're doing? Am I watching you dance until I start to move? Hello. So now that I see you and you got the footwork and you're doing it and, and I watch Sister Brown and I want to do a little thumper too. You see, I'm watching somebody trying to imitate something that somebody done. But the Bible said be imitators of God as little children. I need to learn that what I'm dancing for. I need to learn who I'm dancing for. And I need to learn whatever is in here is in here. That's what we need to learn. I need to understand that there's no difference between God and me. Y'all looking for me. There's not any difference between God and us. All right. Yeah. The Bible says, I'm going to turn a corner and I'm going to close down because I ain't going to have time to do this. He said, I made you in my image. All right. After my likeness. Yes. To be and to do who I am in the earth. And to have dominion, power, authority over everything in the earth. Amen? Amen. Is that a scripture? To have power, dominion, and authority over everything in the earth. And if that be true, and I found it to be, why is it that earthly things have us so in an uproar? Why is it that earthly things have us so in some type of bondage that we don't simply understand what to do? Because we're not trusting in what this is and who he is. Yes. Church, there's another dimension. Oh, yes. All right. In God. Yes, it is. That we don't seem to want to get to. Mm -hmm. And that's simply kingdom living. Glory. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Kingdom living. I'm tired of struggling with what I don't need to struggle with. I'm tired of looking at something I don't need to look at. And I want to close with this. Pastor already started to talk about this. Uh uh. Second Kings, the seventh chapter, when the 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 uh, um, four lepers were sitting there, God was preparing a miracle for Samaria. 
And the four lepers were sitting there and things were so bad and it was looking like, well, we can't go into the city. And yet if we did go in there, we can't eat because they don't have anything to eat. So we're sitting out here and they're saying, look, we're going to sit out here until we die. So let's go to the enemy camp and by choice, maybe they will, 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 will make us prisoners and feed us. While everybody else was sitting when God has sent a word by his manservant. Let me tell you something. You need to learn to pay attention to what God's people are saying to you. We need to stop shutting down who is talking. And stop shutting down. I don't understand that. That can't be true. You're not God like that. God can bring a revelation to you that you have no understanding of right now until you lay down tonight. And it will explode in your mind. So because the, the, the one soldier never said what wasn't going to happen, and, and, and God said within 24 hours, you're going to see the miracle. Yes. Now, I don't know about you, but I do believe, according to prayer, what God has said all week, God said there will be miracles, signs, and wonders happen today. You don't understand. I'm a, I'm a grown man now in the Lord. I'm over wondering if people are going to accept what I say that God has said. I'm past that. I, I used to want to look around and see how everybody was looking up. I'm past that. When I know that I have done what he's told me to do and said what he's told me to do. If you don't get what he said, you don't get that on you. But God said, miracles, signs, and wonders shall be manifested today. All right. Uh -huh. yes. The manifestation of yes. healing is in the house. Yes. Yes. Amen. You got to stop talking about your sicknesses and talk about your healing. Deliverance shall happen today. If you stop talking about what you're in bondage to and start talking about who has set you free. You're talking too much about your troubles and not talking about your freedom. You're talking too much about your bondage and not talking about your liberator. Come on. You're talking too much about the bad stuff that's going on in your life and not enough about the good news. Come on, church. Whatever happened yesterday is already over. Right. I'm going to have some expectations for today and tomorrow. Because if it was bad, I don't want to live through it again. Hello. I don't know about y'all, but anything that done happened that was kind of jacked up for me, I don't, I don't want to go through that again. Amen. 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 I remember and you might not know this, you probably don't. But there's records about me in the United States government as a veteran. And all of my records have a red coat. So to them, they think I'm dangerous. And if I'm dangerous, they train me to be dangerous. 
When I got arrested in 19 in 1978, that's how they came after me because of my army records. They came with the DEA, they came with the sheriff, and they came with the local police. Hello. And they knew who I was. They said I am a mercenary. I said I am. What is my point? Because of what the government says to certain service groups come out of service. As part of the reason why I went through such depression and wanted to commit suicide for all those years. Because I would go to talk with a psychiatrist and when I left the psychiatrist, I wanted to die more after I left than before I went. Come on, sometimes, y'all know, y'all go to regular doctors? Y'all know what it is. Sometimes when you finish talking with the doctor, you feel worse then than before you got there. All right. So I had to learn to change the pattern. So when I started going, I started telling them about Jesus. Hello. Uh, they weren't counseling me. I was ministering to them. And as of now, about a year and a half, I have not contemplated suicide. I'm more resting at ease now, and, and some of you know, Pastor, when we go somewhere, he's always saying, is this cool to sit here? Why? Because, you know, I don't sit anywhere in any place that I don't feel like I got some control over the movement of what's going on. But I'm more relaxed now. Because I'm concerned about the people here. I'm a watchman on the wall. Church, there's another dimension that you need to start to live in. Right now. Amen. Right now. And you need to tell yourself, I'm a kingdom individual who is beginning to live in a kingdom way to receive kingdom blessings. I will never be in bondage another day in my life. See, some of y'all looking, but some of y'all got that, so I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to step off. Ain't got no time to waste with you. I will never. Hello. And I had to really make myself understand this. I will never be in bondage to anything. Anything ever again in my life. And when I said that I was looking in the mirror and I was talking to me. I was letting me know we ain't gonna do this no more. We ain't gonna do this no more. We're not gonna accept nothing anymore than what the words say. Nothing less. Amen? Nothing less. Nevertheless, nothing less shall ever conquer me in the Lord. Somebody bless the Lord.
short order, we will prepare for dismissal, but there is a confirmation of reception. And oftentimes, how many have ever filled out a form online? And you saw, anybody fill out a form online? And you hit enter, or to go to the next screen, and you keep hitting, hitting enter, and then you have to go back to the top and in red, it will tell you all what you didn't fill out. And then you have to go back and fill out, maybe you missed a little box, all right? I believe if we get prepared to leave this morning from this service with praise as we check out, it will confirm that as we go to the next page, that today we have received the Word of God. I truly received that, all right? We enjoyed, now, our Sunday school, this lesson, Mother Hill, amen, taught a wonderful Sunday school lesson. Uh, Sister uh, Carleen Lacey, amen, our, uh, our uh, Kingdom Academy of Sunday School, amen, director of uh, Kingdom Academy. Now, this really smells nice. I don't know what brand it is. Soft and, what's it? Soft and clean? You make me want to go get one. After I, but if you're, if you're in Sunday school, you'll understand what the significance of this is in combination with the teaching of Mother Hill this morning. But I'm going, to, if, I'm going to give this to someone today. This was given to me. But I'm going to give this to someone today. It has scriptures on the front and on the back. All right? And it is symbolic. Listen, the, even the word we received today from the man of God, you can change your clothes. But in between putting on new clothes, you still got to hit the shower. You still got to hit the tub. Old folk used to tell us, you didn't spend enough time in the tub. Oh, uh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ever got kids, grandkids? Amen. They put on clean clothes, but you still smell something. You're like, boy, come here. Girl, come here. Come on. And y'all had to come on. Lift up y'all. Come on. Come on now. All right. We have had such a wonderful day today. We thank God for our kingdom praise ensemble. We thank God for our young people. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you. Let us stand on our feet. Amen. Amen. Dear, we thank God for you coming today. We pray that you enjoyed yourself on today. Amen. Amen.
together by using your iOS or Android device and search The King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIFT to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hill Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room. And we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.